Hey everybody, what's going on? Don't, hey, don't give me any shit. What, Scott quit his own show? Come on, come on. Uh, had a couple days, need to go visit my son, go do a little business on the other side of what I do in life. And uh, here we are, we're back. Gonna be a great day. Can't wait to talk about what happened last night, Monday Night Football. Can't wait to get into what happened this past weekend. Uh, tons of Padre stuff. Man, every day there's another Padre who kind of sticks his foot in his mouth, doesn't he? So we'll get into all that coming up. We're just getting rolling. Hey, um, let me start off by saying this. I just got this uh, box from Mushroom Life. And what I really love about this box is the literature that comes with it. Welcome to Mushroom Life. Mushroom Life has launched a revolutionary line of functional and euphoric mushroom products. Utilizing the planet's most powerful medicinal mushrooms, this unique and appealing line is highly effective, efficient, and a convenient solution to nurture the body and elevate the mind. We call it Mushrooms for Life. It's nice to get this literature with the box. It's nice to see the you know all the different products on the back. And it's also interesting to learn what the different mushrooms are and what the effects are supposed to be. So um, for those of you that have already ordered from our new sponsor, great. For those of you that are interested in experimenting and trying out something new for sleep, for anxiety, for focus, for euphoria, uh, you get 50% off when you use that, that discount. All you have to do is go to mushroomlife.com slash great friends. The life is L-Y-F-E. Or just go to our website. Kaplan and crew.com. Hey, um, one other sponsor I just want to mention real quick is BetUS, betus.com. So, Alex, I told you I've been trying to experiment with football games. Last week, I lost that Rams Niners game when Sean McVay kicked the field goal to cover the seven and a half. Mm -hmm. um, this past weekend, I bet on the Chargers and Vikings, but I bet the over, assuming it would be a really high scoring game, the over was 52. Push. How did, how did they get it? Vegas, so on. Man. Vegas, man. And then the other game that I bet, I bet the um, Browns to beat the Titans. And I think that was a three and a half point spread and the Browns easily covered. So um, I broke even for the day, essentially. So um, I'm, but I'm trying, man. I'm learning. I'm learning. Bet us, betus.com, 1 800 my bet us, bet us sportsbook and casino, where the game begins. All right, let's get started. We're just getting rolling. It's Tuesday, but for me, it's Monday. Let's start the show. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It is Tuesday afternoon. It's September 26th. Kaplan and crew back on the airwaves, the stream, TV tonight, and all the audio podcast platforms. And for those of you that were in the YouTube chat over the last few days, and you're saying, oh, oh, what, what, what did Scott quit his own show? No, he didn't quit his own show. All right. Uh, two things. One, stop sending me messages telling me that the show is so much better without me. That's number one. Number two. <laughs> Number two, leave me alone, will you? All right, I had a couple of things I had to do, and yesterday was a big Jewish holiday, and yesterday was my one day to feel super Jewish for the year. So so quit busting my freaking balls. But Grande and Brown Man, as usual, you guys crushed it and killed it and uh, and destroyed it and everything else that you could do to it while I was gone for the last three days. Always thank you, fellas. And uh, how are we feeling today, Grande? Oh, I feel great. I can talk less now, which is nice. Uh, I was tired the last few because I, I don't know if you know this, Scott. I did pre pregame show by myself for Saturday and Sunday, dude. And I was like, I listen because Browner's going through whatever. So I was like, you know what? Don't worry about 10 minutes. Oh, look at that face. Like, like Browner, Browner's like, going through what? What am I going through? Uh, 
Hey, man, listen, listen. Yeah. You ain't got to say that to say what you did. You ain't got to throw me yeah. in there. You can just say, no, man, I, I, was just I, saying, I didn't want to bother you. I didn't want to bother you. You ain't got to say none of that. It's obvious you did the show by yourself. You ain't got to throw me yeah. in there. Anyways, uh, so I did it Saturday and Sunday, and Damn. both days I forgot I had to do it. I was literally walking out the door, and I was like, giant F-bomb, ran in here and did 10 minutes by myself because I forgot. And then I didn't. I don't have the Padres channel anymore i switched mm-hmm. back to youtube tv mm-hmm. and i didn't really know what was happening with the padres so i hear it go faking 10 minutes and uh <laughs> yeah so whatever it, it got done i'm glad you're back i know yeah. i'm glad you're back so i can talk less all right well i'm glad i'm back too big brown how we feeling today dog i mean other than being already excited you know and hyped up how you doing today man you good Form i think of, uh difficulty here today yeah uh, what's going on with the web yeah, Browner's like freezing and breaking up. I don't know mm. what his deal is today. Officially frozen. Yeah, I know. Look how cute yeah, he is. I know. It's circling. It's All right, circling. go, go, go. Leave and come back. And get back Leave in. Yeah, back. Leave and come back. Done. Done. Leave and come back. So I'm really excited to be back, though. I got to tell you, Alex, um, because a lot has happened since, you know, last week. So there's a lot of Padre stuff I want to catch up on. There's also a ton from the NFL this past week and a lot from college football. And uh, and then last night and by the way, last night's games. But then there's all these crazy storylines out there. So, I mean, dude, I could honestly talk for hours and hours and hours. But I'm, I'm, well, thank you. Thank you for that. Thanks for the floor. I appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm going to tell you guys something. Last week I came on the air and I was really irritated that the Rams kicked a field goal in the last second to uh, ruin that bet for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And um Okay, I just was I just was giving everybody like the heat because I was like, all right, look, I bet on BetUS. I'm finally jumping into the gaming space. Everybody, everybody on radio and everybody on TV, I think now expects to see it, hear about it, and and it be part of the storyline. I've never gambled. I told the whole story last week. So I bet that game, the Rams and the Niners. And when the Rams mm-hmm. kicked the field goal, I lost the bet. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this week I decided I'll come back in for another shot at betting. I won the Browns because I had the Browns to cover the three and a half points against Tennessee. And I bet the chargers and the Vikings to go over thinking there would be fireworks and there'd be scoring and there'd be no defense. It was a, you know, a high scoring game, but it didn't go over the 52, which is exactly the number, right? Did you bet on any games this weekend? No, because the two, I don't bet Vikings and I don't bet chargers. Like those two teams are the most unpredictable when it comes to spreads, money lines, all that stuff. And they were playing each other. So I was like, no thanks. Just totally stayed away from it completely. And I really did think San Diego State was going to win. But I didn't. I just didn't have faith in putting money on them. So, yeah. no, no bet. San, San Diego State, you, you, I'll just make a quick comment. You lose to UCLA? Okay. All right. I mean, it, you had your chances. Mm-hmm. But you lost the game. Okay, no problem. You go on the road. You lose to Oregon State. Oregon State, okay. Hey, bigger conference. They're having a monster year. Um, I, I get it. Now you come home after facing two teams that are not upper echelon Pac-12, but kind of middle of the road, but still ranked. And you're playing Boise State and you're home and you just got smashed. And Alex, I know this is going back to last Friday night. You were at the game. Smashed. Yeah. You don't, they didn't get you, smashed, but you don't think so? I mean, they lost by three. Yeah, but I mean, I was watching the first half of the game. I mean, I'm not saying I watched the whole game, but yeah. they were they were manhandled. Did I miss that? I mean, they gave up big plays. The defense is an issue, but the offense actually did 
decently for <laughs> as limited as they are. I mean, yeah. as limited as they, they they fumbled on a goal line like mm-hmm. to start the game. It was right. just so I don't think they got. Well, I guess Man. listen, I, I listen. They it lost. was today's today's Tuesday. Won. That was Friday. It's been a few days. I'll be honest with you guys. Um, I I just I I remember going to bed at halftime, going because I was on the East Coast and it was probably already like well after midnight. And I'm like, these guys are getting killed, man. At least that's the way it felt to me. Yeah, I don't remember what well, the score was at halftime. Season's the reason why you the reason why you felt like they were getting killed because the season died that day. That's why you yeah. felt like they were getting killed because we said on the show and it came and it came to fruition. If they lose that game, the season is over, and mm-hmm. it is now over. And there's no need to no no need to pay any more attention to San Diego State football. And that's sad and that's unfortunate. Yep. Because this, although season, I did see uh, Brett McMurphy say, "Hey, I'm scheduled. I'm penciling them in for the Idaho Potato Bowl." Well, who's, Brett, who's, Brett Ohio. Mc, who's Brett McMurphy? He's a big college. He's like the he's well, like he the Schefter of uh, college football. Who's he right? Never for? heard it. Never heard of. And you guys get at or keep going with your. All right. Best. Anyway, listen. So let me go back to this whole story. Let me go back to this story. So, so I, I took that whole Rams 49ers thing personally, you know what I mean? Like, like, why did he kick that field goal? Well, anyway, I got a message from one of our longtime listeners, a guy by the name of Harry. I'll just leave it at that. He says, the Raiders kicking a field goal down by eight, hoping to get the ball back instead of going for the touchdown and two points to tie the game with two minutes to go. He said, all I know is all the money was on the over. The game was under. It doesn't make sense. The announcers talked about the algorithm. He goes, I'd love for you and Browner and Grande to, to take this on. Did you guys, did anybody talk about this Raider kick the field goal rather than go for the touchdown and two-point conversion? Or was that not on anybody's radar? No, because I think the difference between the Rams and the Bengals was that literally the game, that decision had no influence Ended on the, the outcome of the score. Whereas right. Josh McDaniels literally had an outcome on win or loss by not going for it. It wasn't necessarily. To me, I didn't even pay attention to the over-under because I thought it was such a dumb call as a head coach. We talked about how bad the coaching was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think, and Browner agreed, like Josh McDaniel saying just not knowing math was the bigger story than the, the yeah. over-under. How about him doubling down and saying he'd do it again? Right. Because he's dumb. He doesn't get it. That's yeah. what people say. I don't dumb think he understands that. Arrogant. When, yeah. yeah. When you're down you're by dumb. eight, that's not a two-possession game. Yeah. It's just not. <laughs> I know. It, but but isn't it amazing that like when you start to gamble, you look at the game differently. And that's all you care about. That's right. That's what I've been telling you guys about fantasy football. And you guys don't get it because you don't play fantasy football. Like when I was watching last night, Be- uh, Bengals versus Rams, I had Kyron Williams. I was up by five. No, four. The guy I was playing had 2-2 Atwell. What happened at the end of the game? 2-2 Atwell scored a touchdown. I lose by two. Mm-hmm. like that so i'm watching the game the way betters watch the game watching an over under i'm watching it with implications for fantasy football well, you I've know had, it's funny i've had multiple people ask me about fantasy football and i've told them a lot detached for the very same reason all mm-hmm. of them all the same thing i want to watch the games and hate the teams i want to hate fantasy football forces you to stop hating teams because you need a player <laughs> on that team to be good yeah period i never yeah. want the Packers to succeed at anything well if i get aaron jones on my fantasy team i'm screwed because he's yeah. good and i need yeah. you to produce bro yeah, so i have I, christian I just, watson i have christian watson and i hate the packers and now i hate christian watson because he hasn't played yet so mm-hmm. well it's funny I, I so i was in pittsburgh over the last few days and i was with one of my old college roommates and he's a cop man he's like 25 year police officer 
former college football player, former high school football coach. He's a football guy. And kind of like me, he's, he's just sort of resisted fantasy football forever. Well, all the cops in the police station, they all play in a fantasy league together. So he was like, okay, you know what? Just for the fun of talking crap to one another, I'll join the fantasy league. I hope you'll yeah. get his advice from you. Well, he don't because I don't because I'm the worst guy to get the advice from because I don't play it. Right. Like everybody says the same to me. Hey, you must know so much about fantasy football. Tell me who I should draft. I'm like, bro, <laughs> wrong guy. But my buddy, yeah. Kenny, he's super into it now. And so it made me I had such FOMO when he told me how into fantasy football he was and how I'm I've not, I've still not caught the fantasy bug. So if I'm starting to bet a little bit and I'm looking at the games like a better, I got money on this game. Do they cover? Do they go over? I, Alex, I understand the uh, the adrenaline rush that you're talking about, and I got to get in yeah. on it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I just I think that be in. later to the party. I'm the last guy on planet Earth <laughs> on that both. doesn't play fantasy football. On both, yeah, both betting and fantasy football. I'm going to beat and Browner. Browner's going to be the last guy. Obviously, here in San Diego, oh, like, listen, I can tell you right now, never going to do it. You already won, brother. You already won. <laughs> I ain't going. I, I made my mind up. Now, betting, I'm in on the betting once I figure out a way to legally do it or do it behind the scenes. What do you mean? Use bet us. True. Dude, I use bet. Dude. I had no idea how this worked. I had no idea how it worked. And when I talked to the people at bet us, they explained it to me and how they've been in business for 30 years, how they've been primarily international, but now it's mostly Americans, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. I mean, I, I just didn't call know. them. Dan. I didn't know. I well, here, them. I'll give you the number. 1-800 my bet us. I mean, I swear to you, Browner, I, I literally two weeks ago, I set up an account. I put $100 in the account. There's $78 in the account. There were 78 yet when I started this past weekend. And because I pushed a bet and I won a bet, I think I, I'm exactly like the same number. You know, gotcha. uh, Browner should not get into gambling years. because he's doing the worst of the three of us through three weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. Listen, here's the thing. See, now I'm forced <laughs> to I'm forced to bet on three teams. I only know about one of the three teams in detail. Why you got to put that up? You didn't have to so put so that Scott up. Scott can know what I'm talking about. That did well, not listen, record, you you did not have to put that up. No, this is great. So Alex over the, the second, first three that's the weeks. Second time, that second time okay. you took a shot at me, we're in the first segment. And I wasn't even All here right. for half of the segment. You got one more time, big fella. You All right, hold on. So we, we we've it's picked nine games so far. We've picked nine games. Alex is six and three. Ugh. Alex is six and three. I'm five and four. And Browner is like a Colin Cowherd esque two and seven. And for those of you who get that joke, you get the joke. Yeah. I get it. I know you do. When I start, when I can widen my betting horizon, sir. No, no, no I, this, is, this is the game we're playing. Right, I I know, but when I start betting my money, I yeah. focus on the Chargers. So the Chargers, I feel like I know more about, and I know right. way too much about the Bears. So the team yeah. that I know about, All right, how about are the this? teams that I will bet on. How about this? Starting on Friday, mm -hmm. I will bet the Viking game. I mean, I'll, I'll pick the Viking game. Scott picks the Brown game. You pick the Bear game. We don't have we to each it. pick those games. We just each have to pick our own team, and right. that's our fourth wild card game. Yep, love got that. It. Love Done. that. Just add Done. it to the game. I love it. Boom. So I gotta say to everybody, Dude, um, I'm here for you, bro. Bro, here you are you. the man. I'm not taking shots, Browner. I'm here for you. I know he listen, loves you, man. Listen, he loves listen, you, dog. Listen, listen. I just I, I'm I'm paying attention. That's all. I'm paying attention. I I Dan. So uh, really happy to be back after three days off. Um, I I did go to Pittsburgh uh, for three days and. Um, had an amazing does, does Pittsburgh suck? No, I Pittsburgh's awesome. Pittsburgh's awesome. Um, I know for somebody like you, you already have your mind made up. You know, cities like <laughs> Pittsburgh and Cleveland, these are trash towns. You know what I mean? People like are ugly. Hell no, you know? Sounds like a Hold shot up. to me. Yeah. Hold I mean, on. Would... What's the problem today? 
Everybody no. coming at me? No. What you mean? I got no. my mind made up. Well, it's kind of like you've said, like everybody in Wisconsin is fat and ugly. I've been to Wisconsin, bro. Okay. You, you know, you've taken massive shots at the city of Cleveland, which are unwarranted and been unjustified. Been to Cleveland, bro. Been okay. to Cleveland. And Pittsburgh's freaking awesome. I've never but, been to Pittsburgh. But I, will, I like Cleveland, though. But it, I'll tell you guys this about, about where we live versus Pittsburgh. Because, Alex, you, you've talked about being willing to move and live in other places, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pittsburgh is a much, much, much more cost-effective place to live than Southern <laughs> California. Okay. And it's still expensive. I mean, it, it, I'm not saying it's cheap. I'm just saying it's much more cost-effective. But here's what you get when you move to town. You get a nice house, maybe a little bit of property uh, at a really good price. And then you get on the roads. And let me tell you something. The roads there aren't like the roads here because those roads back there, they were built in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. And dude, they've not updated one road, not one time. Here, you get on the freeway and it's seven lanes across, you know, on both sides, you know, and and HOV lanes and ways to go fat there. There's a turnpike. You pay for it, Jack. Or there's the old way to get around and it ain't getting updated in any way. They got no bike lanes? Uh, not that I saw. Ooh. not that i saw it's just it, it is a um it is a more uh it, it it's an older school place to live even though it's completely updated with everything skyscraper buildings and the economy is no longer steel mills it's it's big universities and medicine and banking and tech has moved in i mean i loved it i had a great time but man it, it is a difficult place to get around in comparison to southern california i'll tell you that right now for real. Um, got to see my son play ball, which by the way, he he's like, he did. He, he, uh, he got himself healthy, got himself back out on the field. And, uh, our team did a great job of getting annihilated. Like we do every week. I'm so frustrated, nice. man. Mm. The coaches, let me tell you something about these coaches They're I love these guys. His one coach, coach Monty, he's from Southern California. He's a listener, by the way, he, he comes up to me before the game. He's like, I heard what you and Brown are talking. I heard about Alex. He guys are a listener. Um, but man, team bad, just like so undisciplined, the worst penalties. Like you finally catch a break and you get mm -hmm. a penalty and you, and the ball is moved 15 yards forward and you get a first down. And then on the next play penalty, 15 yards, the other way. I mean, every time, how did he do? He was one for one on field goals. That's all that matters. Did his job. Did his job. That's all that matters. I can't tell you anybody's college record as a pro right now. Like nobody cares. How did he do individually? Mm-hmm. I'm sure they care. As a team, I'm sure they care. But I'm yeah. saying, like, for Justin's future, how did he do? He did fine. He did all right. That's good. Um, That's then good. I turned around, guys. I went from that school an hour back into the city, went into Pittsburgh, and went to see Pitt play North Carolina or get destroyed by North Carolina. How's Drake May? Um, Drake May's good. Is he the real North deal? Carolina. Yeah, he's good. He, I mean, I, I, I now care about quarterbacks in college this year. So I'm keeping a very Same close here. eye because the Vikings are going to be in the market. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, so it was uh, it was a really great weekend. I just I will say I missed the show, missed you guys. Uh, know you guys crushed it. And um, then yesterday was you know Jewish holiday, which is you know not exactly something you celebrate. You sit around all yeah. day and you're like, God, I'm a terrible person. Oh God, I'm such a bad guy. Mm -hmm. You know, because everything you're reading in front of you in the synagogue is right. like, Hey, you said these terrible things and you wronged this person. And whether you did it on purpose because you're a really bad guy or you did it subconsciously because you don't even know you're a bad guy, you're a bad guy. 
what if you left the synagogue during this or you're in there during this process and you're going, man, I ain't done none of this. I'm a good dude. You know what? I'll tell you something, Browner. I actually felt like this year, I'm a pretty good guy. You know what? All in all, I think I've been a much bigger dick in years past. This past mm -hmm. year, pretty you decent shrank? guy. Yeah, you shrank? But I'm, is the I'm, point I'm... of the holiday to <laughs> accept? Isn't it the point of the I could be wrong. Isn't the point of the holiday to accept how much of a bad person you've been and then yeah. repent and then move yeah. forward? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but, is, but, it, is that not a sin to be like, damn, you know what? I'm better than this. I just felt like um, like this year, like of, of all the things I've done in my life, like this was a year where I was like, you know what? All in all, pretty decent compared to years past. Pretty good. Hey, it's all about growth, brother. You growing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you feel me. Shout out, shout, shout out, out to growth, shout man. Out. Shout out to growth, man. Man, shout out to breaking of the fast, man. I uh, I went to yeah. my friend's house Fox, last baby. night. I go to these people's house every year. They're the most amazing people. You'll appreciate this, Alex. The son is a kid we had on the radio many, many years ago. His name was Isaiah Granite, and he created mm -hmm. a, a hockey league here in town called the San Diego Chill for kids who have um, you know physical disabilities and wouldn't be able to play hockey. He put these kids on the ice and taught them hockey. And the, the nice. program goes on. That's awesome. Turns out, you ready for this? Now the kid's 23 years old. Mm -hmm. He lives in an incubator house in San Francisco. He has a startup company. And you guys ever saw, you've seen the show Silicon, Silicon Valley. Valley? Bro, he's yeah. living the Silicon Valley life. Wow. No exaggeration at all. He's raising money for the company. They've already got revenue. He's living with these guys who are sharing all of their information with him. And I mean, dude, I was blown away sitting there talking to this young kid. Um, just amazing to watch. So he lives in an incubator house. He yeah. doesn't have an incubator house, right? No, no, he's he lives not. in he lives in like one of the famous incubator houses. He's one of the that, yeah. He's one of the incubies. Right, right. He's like the Pied Piper. He's not the owner of the house. He's right. coming in to be the Pied Piper. Correct. They're they're yeah. coaching him. Very nice. Yeah. yeah, isn't that cool? What's the app? Um, it's or not what's even, the company? I, you know what? I wish I could tell you, but I don't know. It has like no mm -hmm. consumer use for us. It's something for business not to yet. business kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. But man, I'm telling you, it's been a it's been a whirlwind few days of uh, of going from San Diego to L.A., L.A. to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh to L.A., L.A. back to Pittsburgh and then or L.A. back to San Diego. And then like just all the things in between kids and friends and business thing. So I, I'm just happy as hell to be back with you fellas. I can tell you that right now. Good to have Welcome you back, back, man. man. Welcome. Well, back. Thanks, brothers. Thank yeah, you. Jason, shout out to Jason. He filled in, he filled in quite admirably the last yeah. three days. Law he went three and oh this week. Did he really? His picks. Yeah. He went three and oh. Yeah. Law has been crushing it uh, on stage and in social media and filling in. He's been doing great. So all right, listen, we're back. We're ready to go. Let me start off with this. Yes, there was Monday Night Football last night, and yeah, the Rams were playing. I don't really think that everybody here is like crazy passionate fan Ram fans, so I'm gonna I'll put that back a little bit. Let's go right into the Padres because mm. yet again, like there's another guy on this team, um, and I saw a lot of the Instagram videos you guys put out about Joe Musgrove's comments. There's just another example today of how screwed up the chemistry of this clubhouse has been all year long. And so I want to get to that story and I want to get kind of caught up for those of you that have been like me, maybe you checked out a little bit. Uh, we'll do that. Let's, let's start with the Padres. We're in the seven mile casino studios. What is wrong with this Padres clubhouse? More evidence. We'll get to it next. This is Kaplan and crew.
Hey, great friends. What's happening? Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. SevenMileCasino.com is their website. You're looking for a great place to play blackjack, poker, table games, have incredible food at Sammy's Restaurant and Bar. I'm talking like, we'll blow your mind. You're like, what do you mean great food? Like, you mean just like pizzas and salads? No, the menu is so diverse and so far beyond. And the chef just won chef of the year. You're going to love it. And watching all the games in a smoke-free environment at Seven Mile Casino, just seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. All right. Grande and Brown Man, I saw some of the videos that you guys put on Instagram yesterday while I was off uh, for Yom Kippur. Uh, but don't worry, Rabbi. I waited until after sundown to, to watch the videos mm -hmm. on it. Um, fill me in from your perspective where we are. So the Padres' home season has come to an end. There's mm -hmm. only a few games left. Mm -hmm. Blake Snell had another great performance last night in a losing effort. Reality is setting in that maybe there was hope and man, it was fun down the stretch, but now kind of reality has set in, right? They're not going anywhere. No. Uh, Manny Machado the other night with his let's effing go San Diego. I, I, I don't know if everybody was like, oh my God, I love Manny again. I love me. Not so much. Like to me, very canned, very like almost rehearsed. I'm still very bitter about this season and I've kind of got my bullseye on a few different guys. Manny's one of them. So I just want to hear from you guys, because I think a few things that I may have missed over the last few days was one, I think I saw a post about Peter Seidler kind of agreeing. Yeah, there's been some problems. Check no, it was Eric Gruppner. Okay, so good. You'll check me on Gruppner. The second part of it is uh, Josh Hader's most recent comments. Right. And That's today. Yeah. And, I, and, and so I just, Alex, I would like to hear from both of you guys and anybody who's tuning in that may have missed the last couple of days. Give me your... Give me your synopsis as to where we stand right now. So, because we, we me, killed this yesterday. Allow me we to killed this. We, we, we killed this yesterday. I, and, I, and I'm, so, I'm so glad we were able to bring this up again today. Okay. Yesterday, there were two quotes shared on this show that basically tell you everything in those articles were true. Okay. Tell, tell me what they the, were. The first sentence in, oh, I won't ever shut up Joe Musgrove, even though I'm not playing. The first sentence in this quote tells you everything you need to know. Obviously, there were things that went on in this clubhouse this year that we didn't do a very good job of addressing and handling. Those are his words. Oh, man, you don't need to read to the rest of the quote. Oh, I wanted to no, read no, the rest no. of it. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't need to. I just want to read it for my, for my own humor. I want to read okay, it. Okay, read it for he, the people there. He, he goes on to say, I think if we address some of those things sooner, instead of kind of letting them fester, some of that stuff might have worked itself out. By no means is this a is it a dysfunctional organization. So, you know, the reason I'm glad I read the rest of it, Browner, is because at the end of it, that last sentence, that's a I'm defending us. Something went wrong. We didn't handle it, but don't think we're dysfunctional. Joe, I'm glad you said the truth. OK, so go ahead, Brown. So, so that was quote number one. That was super important. Second quote. This is Fernando Tatis Jr. You don't need to read the start of it. You just need to read the last sentence. <laughs> Here's the last sentence of that quote. But it looks like what led to everything this year, just underperforming a little bit and people just starting to point fingers. That's all you need to read. That's it. You don't need to read the rest of it. Now you put those two quotes together, pow, one on top of each other. It's a sandwich. You're building blocks. And guess what you got? Both those articles that were written about this club that they denied and then came back and said, well, they're not completely false. And then you get these two quotes that basically tell you they were true. So if you take what Gruppner said on a radio station, so it wasn't misquoted, it was recorded and played live, and then you take these two quotes and you put them together, they basically come out as the articles. 
That's it. Like that. So everything was true. Everything that we've been saying on this show, something's not right about that. And we don't have any insight inside that clubhouse. We've been saying things from just visually seeing something's not right about this team. They just confirmed it. They just confirmed it. Both of them. And I, I went on a, a rant about Joe Musgrove. But I what would you say about, well, I mean, this was not a rant. This was a great rant. This was a beautiful no, rant. Uh, oh, he went on a rant about Musgrove. Why? What's yeah, your problem with the Musgrove? Individual. He got to shut up, man. If you Why? hurt, you ain't playing. Shut up. Shut up. Really? If, you, can't if you're be a, not, you can't be a leader if you're if you're hurt? No. What are you leading? Okay. What are you leading? If <laughs> um, the training room? There we go. Okay. Did we, well, did, we say the, did we say the training room at the same time? Yeah. That was pretty good. <laughs> speak yeah, good speak job, for guys. them, dude. Yeah, speak for the training room people, bro. You, nah. the, the training room group, you lead them. I just, I, I guess where I disagree on that, and then I, Alex, I'd love to hear your, your kind of feedback on all that. But I, I think where I disagree is, look, We've said Musgrove is kind of the guy, right? Like the leader, um, mostly because, you know, last year he was such an important part down the stretch and, and he's your local guy and he's the guy you see in all the commercials. And so he's the face of the Padres because he's Mr. San Diego now, you know? Um, so even though he's hurt, even though he's hurt and it's not been a really good year for Joe Musgrove, it really hasn't. I mean, because he started the season hurt and he's finishing the season hurt. He didn't really help the team win a lot other than, yeah, I mean, listen, he pitched. But what do you give you, like 45, 50% of your year? So, I, but I do think that we're we're looking to him for honesty and answers. Okay. And I think he's giving you honesty, and I think he's giving you the answers. It's kind of late. So let me jump in there on that. Yeah. If he's the leader, quote, mm-hmm. unquote, mm-hmm. how come he didn't sp- – how come he ain't been speaking up all season? Well, you how clearly come, how come How come all these articles refer to Manny Machado as the leader and none of them talk about him being the leader unless yeah. he's one of these unnamed quotes? Well – could be, could be, or or no. He's put honest. his he's put his face on a lot of quotes throughout the year. But he, I mean, I don't I don't know if he's around to give quotes. That might be the thing. You know, he or, may be elsewhere rehabbing. Yeah, yeah. Or all I'm saying is, it's like with I said, Scott. I agreed with what you just said. Now I said yesterday, Joe Musgrove may not be the leader in the clubhouse, but he's the face of the organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not Manny Machado. It's not Brown Tatis Jr. Like who's on the local casino commercials? Who's doing all the local publicity stuff? Joe Musgrove is a face of the organization. Joe Musgrove carries himself as a face of the organization. So I think when people and reporters, when he sits down, like he did yesterday with Martha, with Marty, I was going to say Martha, with Marty. You did. Um, you did say Martha. I did. Right, what's um, going on? It's because he feels that he is the face of the organization, and there is a trust between the fans and Joe Musgrove. Mm-hmm. I, right. I, I, right. I don't think you can discount the the fact that fans, whether Browner, I know you don't, but fans love Joe Musgrove and trust Joe Musgrove to mm-hmm. tell them the truth. Whereas, like, we're trying to re- read between the lines right now what is and is and is not the truth. You want, you want to know what people think about Musgrove Browner? They think like this: He's one of us, man. Joe Musgrove's a San Diego kid. He doesn't come. He's not La Jolla. He's not Del Mar. He's not Solana Beach. He's like That's San Diego too. Shout out to my rich folks. No, but you know what I'm saying. Like, he's one of us. They listen too. I know, but you you get what I'm saying. Like, he's yes. one of us. And and let's also face it, right? Like, he's a white guy. And Manny's Hispanic, and Juan's Hispanic, and Tatis is Hispanic. And I'm not saying that there's not a huge Hispanic population. I'm just saying that what Alex just said is the fan base, the season ticket fan base, they trust Joe Musgrove. They believe in him. They they feel like he's one of them and and one of us. And he, he is um, he's a visible face in this community. And so you just expect honesty and integrity. Um, and that's what you've come to grow to, to expect from Joe Musgrove. So that's that's why I think but that it is it's fine for him to speak. That okay, you I, I hear you. 
I agree with you. Here's my point about that. Joe Musgrove then also, after being a man of the people, goes into that locker room after the things he said about people in that locker room that mm -hmm. he cannot help because he cannot pitch. Right. He does not hit. So mm -hmm. therefore, he has zero contribution to going forward with success on the team. At least in the short term. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's what we're operating in because he's injured. He will be back next year and productive, I believe. But for the time being, a hurt player should be silent. When mm. you are what you have been in many locker rooms, if the guy who was hurt did all the talking, what would people in the locker room say to that hurt guy? Depends. Shut up. I know it depends if you're the starting quarterback, you know, and you're and you're and but you're, you're not the, playing. Well, but still, if it's your team and you're just if you're Aaron Rodgers and you walked into the Jets locker room right now, you can't help, but you know, you could encourage. But I, still, but, but they, he's but he's they, not doing that. If Aaron Rodgers was talking publicly about how bad things is. were, yeah, he is. I mean, he, is. he was on McAfee as we are on right now, and he was and, and he was and actually wearing playing. a hat today. He was wearing a hat today that said like Huber House in San Diego. I don't know what that is. H U E something. I I'm telling you, he was wearing some some sort of hat that said San Diego on it today. In uh, to that on, company on McAfee. Great money. That's right. Quega All right, so House. hold on. What, what is that? Wega House. I don't know what Wega that is. means play. I don't know what it is. They probably serve know. eggs there. It's probably a breakfast place. San Diego got a lot of breakfast Wega House no. is a hat company in San Diego. Oh, oh there it wow. is. That's a cool hat. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Hmm. It's pretty cool. All, right. All right, so hold on. Let me so so go back now, Alex. Give me a description yeah. to what? Of of the Grootner part of all this. Because you Browner, you've laid it out brilliantly. You've got a, a quote from Musgrove. Uh you've got another quote from Tatis. Today, we haven't even gotten yet to what Hayter had to say. But then just, just before we get there, the Grupner side of it, Grupner represents Peter Seidler. That's ownership talking. That's that's upper, upper, upper management. That's the right hand. Is it guy though? Talking. Is it though? What, you, what is your what what is your question about that? Because I I think there's a power struggle coming. Between go ahead. Between who and who? Because obviously we know Seidler is going through some medical procedure. Right. Hopefully he heals fast. Big ups, you know, shout You're out. You're saying power struggle between A.J. Preller and Eric Gruppner? Whoever whoever fills in the void while he's getting better, uh -huh. his voice will be out of the building. Yeah, but I he's think still going to make decisions. All right, well, hold on. So what did Gruppner say? You're asking me now? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> is this audio? I or is jump in. No, I yeah. just didn't want to jump in. Uh, no, he basically was on the affiliate uh, the Padres uh, affiliate and mm -hmm. said um, the articles that were written by both Kevin AC and Dennis Lynn, he didn't say by name, but the articles that were written were, mm -hmm. weren't unfair or wrong, mm -hmm. but that they need to figure out what went wrong and make changes. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the gist of the, uh, what he said. So, okay. So then, so then which advance. is like, which is, I think that it just goes back to the, the fact of you have the messenger, the mess and that this is where fans i think and and people got lost in what was written this wasn't kevin ac's giving you his opinion of what was happening this wasn't dennis lynn giving an opinion of what was happening this was two writers that are in that clubhouse every single day that talk to seems like dozens of people and that those people formed the story for them like this wasn't an opinion piece this was an uh, this was an article these were two articles written by writers that was written for them like yeah. that's i think where people got confused and lost and and started you know going after ac as like this is this is ac saying this and ac saying that it's like yeah vendetta i think against so Manny. man this dude yeah. presented 
everything to Machado and sat down with Machado for 30 minutes. And then Dennis Lynn presented everything to AJ Preller and then sat down with AJ Preller. Like those were direct quotes from those two people. So, so now then um, you've heard Grupner say they're not wrong. You got to figure out what, what the deal is that to me, in my opinion, when you're repping Peter Seidler, cause you know, Peter's dealing with his health issues, whatever those may be. And Grupner is the next guy to speak on behalf of the franchise. Um, I mean, that, that to me is a big, that's a, that's a serious comment. You know, um, they're not wrong. Those articles are not wrong. That for, forget damage control. That's just being, that's, that is damage control in terms of being honest with people. Yeah. So yeah. I appreciate that. Or at least I think I appreciate that. So now yeah. go to Josh Hader. Cause this is now, this is where the story kind of takes on new life today because you've yeah. had Musgrove's comments. Some people love him. Some people didn't. You've had Tatis's comments. Machado tried to re-ingratiate himself the game on, I think it was Friday night last week where he hit two home runs. Was that the game where he told everybody I'll leave you on this? Let's effing go San Diego. Remember that? No, I don't have the channel. I didn't watch it. Oh, because <laughs> they you, didn't know he did that. You didn't see that? No. Oh, bro. I figured that would have been all over your feed. Dude, the game ends. Manny hits two home runs. The Padres win. I'm telling you that this is, I'm 99% sure it was Friday night of last week. I'm getting my mm -hmm. days confused. At the end, he's doing the interview with Sweeney and Pomeranz. And yeah. he goes, I'll leave you on this. Let's effing go San Diego. And he says the word because right. he'll say whatever he wants because he can afford it. And if they find him or had a problem with it, which I'm sure nobody did, but yeah. it's so, it was so canned and rehearsed and like premeditated. And, you know, it was such an attempt to like, hey, you guys might not like me because of the stuff that AC wrote about me, if you believe it. But you'll like me when I hit two home runs and I scream, let's effing go San Diego. I cannot believe you didn't see that. No, I missed it. Yeah. I was, it was also in the middle of a win ball. streak too, right? So like, yeah, mm -hmm. no, there's emotion. Yeah. There's emotion. There's, they're like, oh, we're going to do this. Yeah. yeah. Fans are behind no, I missed us. It. That's why we yeah. do that. I, I, I don't know how many people did really catch it because. Did you see it, bro? If you weren't there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I missed it. I, I saw it on I my, I, I, I was watching on my phone on Fubo. I, I, <laughs> Fubo. I saw it on I saw it on Twitter or X or whatever. I'm gonna keep calling it Twitter. Yeah, I'm so I don't care. Yeah, uh, I saw it on there and it didn't it didn't have any impact on me at no, all. No, it did. It didn't fire me up either. You know, I was like a little too late, buddy. Right. Um, so adv advance the story then for today. This segment, by the way, being brought to us all by BetUS BetUS.com one eight hundred MyBetUS. Hey BetUS, you got me now, man. I'm on it every day. I'm on it every weekend. I mean, I'm betting NFL football now. You know, I won the game with Cleveland this week. I pushed on the Chargers and Vikings. I'll get to the Chargers and Vikings. By the way, could the Chargers have, for a team that's so jinxed, could they have been luckier to play another team that's just as jinxed? We'll get there. <laughs> Go to Josh Hader, though. Josh Hader now has made waves with, uh, oh, God. First of all, I mean, first of all, oh, my you, God. You, they should have traded this guy at the trade deadline. Mm. If I would have told them, here's what his second half numbers would be, they would have easily traded him. You got nothing from Josh Hader in the second half of the season. He had six save opportunities. Six. Six. You, you <laughs> Say that you, number again. Right. Six. You, you, lo you lost out on trading one of the best closers in baseball, and you got six save opportunities. That's it. The other numbers whole, don't matter. Yeah, like, right, exactly. Like, Brad, They're irrelevant. You said, you said the, mm -hmm. certain parts of the quote don't matter. You could flash that card, and you could show Josh Hader's numbers, and the only one that matters is the Padres only put this guy in the game to save six games out of probably like 75 or, or he would only go in for six games. Okay. Okay. 
Which well, is worse, by the way. That's not better. It's worse. No, it's way worse. Way worse. But I guess yesterday, Alex, explain who got this quote and, and what the uh, what the premise of it was. Uh, yesterday, Robert Suarez went into the eighth inning. Uh, went in the seventh inning, did his job, came into the eighth because he goes to normally because Hater won't. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gave up the game-tying hit. Hater was like kind of guess kind of warming up and he just didn't go in and it wasn't even a it wasn't even a thought by bob melvin and just listen to bob and watch bob if you're watching and you tell me how much of a fan bob melvin is of josh Hader and his rules of i don't pitch three days in a row and i don't go more than one inning this is Bob Mill. You asked Suarez for four outs. Yeah. Hater could have been that guy against the lefty there. Is that just him going three outs? It's just... what we're doing right now. Yeah. And why is that? It's because the way we've handled it here. Would... Is, yeah. there, is there any discussion with him? Is there any thought? We, we talked to him some, yeah. That would seem to kind of run counter to the... I mean, you, you were saving him earlier in the season for later in the year, and here we are now, and it's obviously yeah. getting very late. That's just the way it happened tonight. What do you- oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. Where's where's this guy been all year? Oh, my God. That's amazing audio. And for those of you that are watching, it's even better video. That's incredible. He He completely refused to answer any question. Like there's no hey guys you know the story this kid won't go out and do it he won't even say it he just it's the way we handle it here it's the way it's been handled here and so, by the way he's not just knocking the kid he's not just knocking hater you know oh he's yeah. taking his, you know he's taking his shot yes. upstairs but why why would AJ Preller the only thing I could think is the, the, the AJ Preller might want to help pr- protect him in an effort to resign him maybe Bruh. I don't know I mean dude that's bad that is if- bad. If this would have ha- if he would have done this, ironically, by the way, the first time he did this in San Francisco, I think you might have been able to save the season. It's too late to do it now. I'm glad he did it for what it's worth. But when he did this the first time in San Francisco, when he wouldn't go in, if he would have came out like this about that, I think the outcome would have been a little different. But I think that's where he lost his team. Like, well, like, clearly, this is uh, this is more because. Bob Melvin, you can clearly see the I'm over this and I'm over him kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you get a good sense of why. Here's Josh Hader. He was asked about it by AJ Casavell saying, quote, are we in a playoff race? It has nothing to do with the offseason. It's health. It's making it through a whole entire season. 162 games is not an easy task to do. And when you see guys that work overloads, they get injured. And then kind of kept it going saying, always four outs, isn't it? Three in a row, always something. I mean, I'm not sure what you guys want. It's the same thing every time. Yeah. So what he's saying there, just if you put the quote back up for a quick second, what he's saying there is, is, you know, whether it's, you know, you guys want to talk to me about four outs or you guys want to talk to me about three games in a row, you're kind of always picking at me. You know, I'm not sure what you guys want. It's the same thing, which is, hey, guys, um, I'm about me. Yep. I'm about. Let me be very clear. When Josh Hader is advocating for Josh Hader's physical safety and his body, I'm on his side. But as a team, I got to get this guy out of here. Now I got to be totally. Yeah. I got. I got to agree one hundred. I got to agree one hundred percent with Browner on that one because the only thing that Josh Hader cares about right now is how much am I going to get paid this offseason and yes. where? Because we ain't making the playoffs. Why would I go out there and do something I never do 
yeah. it's gonna it's gonna put my my future in jeopardy. Right. I'm right. 29 years old. The Brewers worked me like crazy. Yep. And here I put rules in here for you guys because I know what's coming for me this offseason. As a player, good for you. As a teammate, you can go. Yeah, bad teammate. Bye. Yeah, Bye. Good, good for you as an individual. Mm-hmm. You're going to preserve your body mm-hmm. and you're going to get paid. Because you know who was but, out there last night? The guy that's going to win the Cy Young for no reason. Yeah, right. Right. Well, the, his reason is, is because he's also putting himself in a position to get himself out of here. Because I'll bet you that if you're Blake Snell, you're probably like, dude, I'm going to keep on pitching and I'm going to win the Cy Young and I'm going to make more money and I'm out of here. Oh, his girlfriend already posted good on his on her Instagram. going to miss you, San Diego. No way. Yep. Wow. She put like a picture of like OB. I think they live up in Point Loma somewhere. They were looking down at the OB. She's like going to miss USD. Wow. All right. Stick around, everybody. Um, What's the girlfriend? Yeah, I, want, I got so much more to get to. We're in the 7 Mile Casino Studio, 7milecasino.com. Let's keep. everybody hey uh let me call a quick time out here and thank the sponsors that have been with us the longest and have been great partners for us and i know as the show builds and the audience builds and more of you guys show up i want to just mention our, our sponsor seven mile casino seven mile casino.com is the website amazing food gaming all the card games you want to play blackjack poker other table games tvs everywhere you can watch your games smoke free environment and only seven minutes south of downtown san diego seven mile casino that's where we go, 7milecasino.com. When you're there, take a picture, hit me up on social media, show me that you're down there having a good time. If you have any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, I want to talk about Tory Holistics because uh, last time I was in there, I, I, I always like to put it to the test. You know, I have questions because I don't know all the products. I don't know all the brands. I don't know all the effects. And I know if I go in, hey, I'm thinking about this. We're going out on Saturday night. We're going to a concert. We want everybody to be happy and fun and smiley. What do you guys suggest? And the bud tenders always have something. On the other hand, it's like, hey, um, gosh, my mind is racing and I'm waking up at four in the morning and I, I really want to sleep through the night. What's the best product to use? You know, so talk to the bud tenders at Tory Holistics and California Holistics. Don't be intimidated. All questions are good questions. Use our promo code AMAZING. You save 20% on all your favorite cannabis brands and products for whatever you use cannabis for at Tory Holistics and California Holistics. Hey, I want to talk about these guys, Athletic Greens. So I went to Pittsburgh on a red eye on Wednesday night. I got home at midnight, Sunday, uh, Monday, Sunday night. I took one of these every day because I, and I was telling my friends who I was staying with, I'm like, dude, when you're traveling like this and you're in airports and you're in stadiums and you, there's germs and there's people, um, you want to stay as healthy as you can be. 75 vitamins, minerals, nutrients, superfoods, probiotics, fight it off, man. Especially if, like I said, I was just traveling different weather, different time zones, um, different food, the whole thing. Athletic Greens, AG1, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. Get your subscription now. It's less than a cup of coffee every day. Um, one last mention, Mountain Trust Realty Services. My man, Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty. So I was talking to this buddy of mine last week, thinking about buying a house. I don't know if I should do it. I, I need to make more money. I'm not ready yet. I go, bro, you, every day you wait, every month, every year, it's just going to cost more and more and more. I'm not telling everybody to go run out and buy a house because not everybody's in that position. But if you are, it's best to get in now and earn that equity. Talk to Gary. He's the pro. 858-376-1299. 858-376-1299 for our guy, Gary Cooper at Mountain Trust Realty Services. Let's get back to it.
Hey, great friends. What's happening? It is Tuesday afternoon. It's Kaplan and crew. We are back together again. Grande and the Brown Man took over. They had Jason Lawhead in for the last three days. I'm back. Glad everybody's here. To everybody that's in our YouTube chat, man, it's great to be back with you guys. For uh, everybody that's listening on radio or watching on TV, I'll say one thing real quick to our friends at Cox. Um, even though the 33 home games and the pre-pre-game shows that we produced, um, that is over now. I hope that the Padres go back on Cox next year, and I hope we get that 15-minute pre-pregame show. And I hope we know about it way in advance so we can actually go out there and sell it and make some money with it. And I want to expand with Cox because I think we're going to get into the Las Vegas market here pretty soon. So uh, for everybody that's on the TV side, thank you for uh, for getting us that 15-minute slot uh, at the top of the hour before those Padre games. Alex, you said that you did the uh, the last two just you by yourself sitting here, just kicking it like and and advertising for radio and YouTube. <laughs> oh yeah, on Sunday I was like, listen, I didn't watch the game, so let me just talk about our show. Hey, we're a uh, Kaplan and crew. We're on at three o'clock, <laughs> yeah. Monday through Friday on our YouTube channel, and I showed Give like I was like Spotify, Apple, Google. We're also on radio AM ten ninety. That's that little AM dial on your car that you never hit anymore. We're on there, and then I was like, oh, and by the way, if you're watching here on this channel. We're also on here now. The baseball season's over. Every day, it's like I was just going. It was like an infomercial. I felt like I love dude, it. Like putting up like the 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 good tape, you know, like uh, or what was the was a Billy Billy Mays? Is that his yeah. name? Yeah, yeah it was like with the sham wows and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's how I felt. <laughs> you were just you were just doing a big old ad for the show. Mm -hmm. I love it. Oh yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Well, hey, for those of you that are just getting here um, to the Seven Mile Casino Studios. We just watched something in the last segment. I'm going to say this. I think we'll have our last thought on this. And then I got to move into some football stuff because there's two things that really come to mind. One, the NFL weekend and how the Chargers got their first win over Alex's Vikings, which was just so pathetic, man. And then I also, I, you oh, know that I've been obsessed with Coach Prime. I got to make a quick mention of Coach Prime <laughs> getting smashed this past weekend because Alex was blowing us up on. And I then, didn't you know say what? a single thing to Browner yesterday. I was waiting for you to come back. Okay. So I got to get to that. <laughs> And I also, I, you know what else? I got to make a comment today. Speaking oh of football, God. I got to make a comment about Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos. I really do. Because for everybody that ridiculed Nathaniel Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett, as bad as his team is, as bad as his quarterback is getting beaten up, dude, Nathaniel Hackett is sitting there in New York going, it was all my fault, huh? It was all me. I ain't give up no 70 points in an NFL football game. So I'll get to all this NFL stuff. But something we saw in the last segment that I think is worth coming back to. We were talking about how I said this weeks ago, Bob Melvin was going to quit the Padres at the end of last year, but the playoff run, it fixed a lot of the problems that the Padres had. Those problems came into this year. We just didn't know it. He kept trying to tell us at the beginning of the year, how many times did Bob Melvin say, there's no intensity. We're not playing hard. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. And we were all like, okay, some people were blaming him. Well, you're the manager. Get him going. Mm -hmm. And other people were like, these guys are highly paid pros. They got to do this on their own. Either way, we get to the end of the year. And now the media is asking Bob Melvin, why did Josh Hader, your superstar closer, that you did not trade away, why is he not coming into a game like this? And when you see and hear, and Alex, if you could put all three of us on the screen while we're watching this video, because I, I know my reaction was... I can't, I just, my face drops. For those of you listening on radio, listen to what Bob Melvin said when asked about why Josh Hader did not come into this game last night. Uh, I can't put us all on, on together. Oh, but. then whatever. Go ahead. Excuse me. <laughs> my B. Yeah. My B. 
you asked Suarez for four outs. Yeah. Hader could have been that guy against the lefty there. Is that just him going three outs? It's what we're doing right now. Yeah. And why is that? It's because the way we've handled it here. Is there, is there any discussion with him? Is there any thought? We, we talked to him some, yeah. That would seem to kind of run counter to the, I mean, you, you were saving him earlier in the season for later in the year, and here we are now, and it's obviously yeah. getting very late. That's just the way it happened tonight. What do you I don't know why somebody doesn't say to him, Bob, what is your opinion of the mm. way things are handled here? Because the way he said it, that's just the way things have been handled here. That's a shot at AJ Preller. Uh, yeah, you go. Whose input? Who who put that in? Who yeah. who said that this was a thing? Right. Was it the yeah. player? Is it someone above you? Because clearly well, it wasn't you. No, you're knocking both. You're knocking the player, and mm -hmm. you're knocking whoever is protecting the guy upstairs. In my opinion, that's the way we handle it here. Meaning, that's the way he wants it. That's the way he gets it. And me, the guy who's supposed to make the decision, I got no decision making power of any kind. You talk about all the things that have been said. The article by AC blaming Manny, the article by Dennis Lynn blaming AJ Preller, the comment from Joe Musgrove, the comment about a lack of leadership from from uh, Fernando Tatis, the hater quote where he he's kind of getting into the media about, oh, it's always something four outs, three in a row. You guys always got a bone to pick with me. You know, they're always blaming me, you know, picking on me. Um, Eric Gruppner filling in for uh, for for Peter Seidler. The articles weren't wrong. We got to try and figure this out. This is why I've been saying this, and I know it sounds harsh. I freaking hated this year's team. Hated them. And, and because they never were a team. They were a collection of high-priced individuals who were told, you four, five guys, eh, you six, seven guys, you go win everything for us. We don't need anybody else. We got two high-priced pitchers. We got a guy battling for a, for a new contract. We got a closer who's battling for a new contract. We spent a ton of money on you guys. You guys go win it all. By the way, Browner, that's why Shohei Otani doesn't win. Because on, on, on the Angels, there were two guys, and one of them was always hurt. And that's why Hayter doesn't want to pitch now, because he's like, you guys see what Otani did to himself? I'm not doing that. I'm not sacrificing for this team. And Bob Melvin, it wouldn't surprise me. If I were Kevin Acey, I would be there when Bob Melvin gets back to Petco Park and watch him leave Petco Park that day what, it, what what's the last game is the last game sunday yeah okay on on sunday night if i were kevin ac i'd go back on that plane i'd follow bob melvin and i'd watch him leave petco because that dude does not want to manage this team under aj Preller. well that's what that's what fans are saying he kind of either acknowledged the fan base on sunday saying like thanks for you know continuing to show up breaking all these records or more a lot of fans were like it did seem like he ain't ever coming back here don't and, blame him yeah, and then now AC wrote an article yesterday talking about all the massive changes that are coming to the team because the you know they're not going to have the third most expensive roster next year. They're just not. And talking about how much money they're going to lose and talking about all the changes that are coming. But none of it can happen because you don't even know the future of the owner and how his health is and who's really making the decisions. So that throws another wrench into the issue because – I mean, we can all sit here and say, like, this guy's got to go. This guy's got to go. You don't resign. Don't resign. But it's like, but who's going to make that decision ultimately? Yeah. Like, right. Because we don't yeah. even know who, who's going to be here. And, and if Peter Seidler, if Peter Seidler, if God, listen, I hope Peter Seidler gets back as fast as possible, human to human, person to person. But if he, if, if he is not, put it this way, if without Peter Seidler's leadership, 
Oh boy. The Padres are going back to who the Padres used to be. Like I like I said, there's going to be a power struggle. If he is not in there saying the who's it's and the what's it's, it's going to be left to people who there's clearly a, a division of opinion in that organization. And if the top man is not on his P's and Q's to shut down anything that he doesn't want to happen and he just leaves it to these other people, it's going to be a power struggle because some people think that the payroll is the problem. Some people, according to what things have been written, think the general manager is the problem. Like, there's been people that have been talked about on this show that think that they paid too much money. They got too much money going out. So there's clearly a lot of differences of opinions in that building. And mm -hmm. at some point, without the guy at the top there, there's one of those opinions are going to win. And mm -hmm. either way, there's going to be a lot of parts moved. Yeah, I don't. I I wonder, you know, what the succession plan is. Alex, it always gets me back to succession mm -hmm. on Max. You know, like like who's ruthless? Who's who's pushing who out? You know, mm -hmm. what has been put in place thus far? I, who's God, still I just hope, ass, you know, to, I just hope that whoever's in this organization is a lot more competent than those three idiot kids. And I hope I just feel like, you know, I don't know, and I really hope that that front office and organization is not filled with Greg the eggs. You know, <laughs> I, I really hope yeah. it's not a bunch of Romans in there. Because there was really the, the funny part about you bringing that show up is that of all the options to take over, none of them were good. And that's like, you know, when you when you bring up that comparison, I was like, I don't know who's in the front office. I just I don't know if any of them are good. But mm -hmm. on that show, I know none of them were going to be good. Right. Right. Hey, listen, let me start transitioning us over from all this Padre talking to some some football stuff before I do. Hey, Brown, um, did you have sex drop Saturday this past weekend? I did, man. And the censorship wouldn't let me talk about it on the show. Oh, really? Well, can you can, can let me ask let me let me do this. Let me just ask a couple of <laughs> let me ask a couple of quick questions here. You ready? A, did you notice a difference by taking the mushroom life product that's the sex drive product? Tell our people at Mushroom Life. Here's the slogan for the sex drop. When it kicks in, it kicks in. Oh, hell now, yeah. It takes a minute, so you gotta, you know, you gotta prepare. You got a twelve play. Right. You got a twelve play. Okay. Right. Some people four play, brother like me, I twelve play. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta do every step. A you brother like you. Step. Yeah. Yeah, brother okay. like me, I twelve play. So okay. you gotta do every step. Okay. And by All the right. time you get to ten, yeah, you know, it, it didn't kick in. So I got this box from Mushroom Life, and for those of you that are are have already ordered. Um, I'll just tell you what it says. Um, it says the, the literature is really great. It says mushroom life has launched a revolutionary line of functional and euphoric mushroom products utilizing the planet's most powerful medicinal mushrooms. This unique and appealing line is highly effective, efficient, and a convenient solution to nurture the body and elevate the mind. We call it mushrooms for life. And in this package that I received, I mean, all the products and it's I'm not saying boy all, box. Yeah, I got the big boy box. This is the immunity shield. So this mm -hmm. is like, you know, you, you are taking something for your immunity. This might be a plant-based um, solution, optimal sleep, which I've talked about before. Um, and the tinctures. The, so these are gummies. These are tinctures, optimal sleep tincture. Browner, how much of this did you take, by the way? Arousal, the sex drive product. How much did you take? One tube. One tube. That sounds terrible when you say it like that. Yeah, it I does. took a uh, one full droplet. I okay, guess. how about the sustained energy? Are you using this product too? I'm using sustained energy, mental energy. I got a message in my direct message about a person who went out and purchased the two things that I used on the show to uh -huh. see what it affect them as well. So shout out to that brother whose name I can't remember because it's on Instagram. But 
here's what we should do. We should contact our people at Mushroom Life because mm-hmm. I want to do a brown box, but I don't want to call it a brown box. That makes it sound like, you know, butt stuff. No, but, you mean you want to do like a box of products that you, this is how you think that it. I recommend. Yeah, okay. yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. The browner box. Do, I like it. Right. I would do these two. Obviously, Sex Drop Saturday because that's my slogan and you know, that's my trademark. Mm-hmm. And then the sleep gummies. Because what – so normally when you take a sleep uh, – any type of sleep aid, there's some type of hangover the next day. Mm-hmm. This, none. Zero. Zero. So I've been taking them every night. I'm almost out, by the way. So I'm about to eat Alex's yeah. in his box because I haven't given him his. <laughs> but <laughs> I take them every night, man. And you are, you can feel it working. And then if you somehow stay up past the fact that you feel it working, it's gone. Mm-hmm. So this is the best thing that I've found for sleep so far. Yeah. You've been telling us forever that you can't sleep. So, right. All right. Very good. All right. Very, very good. Mushroom Life. L-Y-F-E. Mushroom Life. Go to uh, mushroomlife.com slash great friends. You get 50% off your first order. And um, a lot oh, of wait, people. Wait, wait. I got to do my. Oh, yeah. Let's do it, doggy. Come on, bro. Let's Come do it. Right. Which, which one do you start the cocktail? How do you how do? you do? Which I, one do you start with? I always start with sustained energy. Bam. Okay. Two drops of that. Uh, uh-huh. Get it going. Alex, you're never going to get uh-huh. any of yours. Listen, okay. at this rate, at this rate, probably not. And then, boom, my mental energy. Pop that thing in there again. Don't squeeze it. A bus in your hand. You want to stay away from that? Mm, boom. Pop that thing. Game time. Bust pop that in your hand. It's game time. Mm-hmm. Pop that thing. Yeah, yeah. At the, at, the, at the sack drop Saturday, you don't want the bus in your hand either. <laughs> You're an animal. So you uh, put that on TV now. Now I, I can't know. do it. Now you can't, now you can't go can't on TV. Do it. Yeah. All right. Oh, man, this one. Does, what? What? Yes, you can put this on TV. Stop trying to listen. Let me help people out, okay? Let me do y'all a little 30-second public service announcement. Let me start the clock. Now it's really now. not going to go on TV. Let me tell y'all something. The interaction. Yes, it is. Don't do that to me. The interaction between humans is mm-hmm. very natural, okay? Mm-hmm. Whether you are, because at the time that we live in, 2023, you could be same sex. You could be hetero. You could be whatever you want, man. But if you ain't embracing another person, you need to do some soul searching. All right. All right. We Let's all need it. each other. All yeah, right. We all we do. Let's we all love. need love. We Let's all need love, love and let love. Yeah, we all need love. Mm-hmm. Speaking of love, I love watching the Chargers play. I do. I love That's I a love, good win, baby. That's a I good love, win. I love rooting against them. Um, I honestly really, even though the Chargers took the lead late in the game against Alex's Vikings, I really thought the Vikings were gonna find a way to win. But in the back of my mind, I know Alex is always like. He is to the Vikings what I am to the Chargers. Like he has no belief, figures it's going to break down and fall apart at some point. Correct. And when, when, when little coach Brandon Staley, little coach little. Staley, little coach Staley, that was a big move. When little little coach, he he really wanted to say to everybody, "I'm the man." Yes, we're on in our own end zone. I mean, not our own end zone, twenty-four yard line, whatever it was. Yes, it's fourth and one. We're tougher. We're stronger. We're on the road. We're going for the win. We're going to get the first down because we're physical like that. And we're going to do this. And the Vikings defensively were like, we know it's coming because he's trying to enforce his will on us. So there's a minute 47 to go left in the game. And now here's an experienced veteran quarterback mm-hmm. who has 24 yards to go and a minute 45 to get it done. And when, when the Vikings... I'm trying to remember, Alex, was it on fourth down? They picked up a fourth down and then they rushed to the ball. You just got to, you know, refresh my memory on the down, but they rushed to the ball and there's, there's got to be 30 some odd seconds, 35 to go seconds. Right. And the announcers are saying things like, 
gosh, they're giving up a lot of time. I don't care. Like the, here's what you do. And everybody should be prepared for this. The clock is running. There's no timeouts. We have to score a touchdown to win. We just picked up the first down. Spike, spike, spike. Stop the clock and let's regroup. Mm-hmm. But that did not happen. And you could see Kirk Cousins, hands over his ears. He can't hear what, what's being you know relayed into him. The crowd's going crazy, right? Um, and he decides to run a play. And he takes credit for it after the game. Hey, I made the decision. It was my decision. It was my call. I, have the, I can do what I want out there. Bro, you got to spike the ball. That was a horrendous job by the Vikings coaching staff, a worse job by Kirk Cousins. And all of a sudden, for a team like the Chargers who don't get breaks, they got breaks. I mean, guys are getting hurt. Guys are blowing out knees. And a Vikings defensive back has a ball hit off his hands, hit off his helmet, pop into the air, and turn into a touchdown for the Chargers. The Chargers don't get breaks like that. They have breaks like that happen to them. And then, oh, here it is. Now we're watching right now. What was this kid's name? Evans? Is that his name? The defensive back? I don't know. Scrub. Scrub. Is that what it is? S-C-R-U-B? Wow. That's on the back. Wow. Yeah. No. I mean, to oh, give up man. a touchdown like that. And then and then to now have 24 yards to score the game-winning touchdown at home with a minute 47. And and you, the clock is running. And instead of spiking the ball and regrouping, you're force feeding the ball. Even if they scored the touchdown, they left 30 seconds on the clock. I no, mean, it was 10. Whatever it was. The point I'm trying to make is, and it does make a difference. The point I'm trying to make is this. If they spike the ball, there's like 30 some odd seconds to go. Mm-hmm. This was a this was terrible by Kevin O'Connell. Sorry. This was terrible by Kirk Cousins, kind of expected. And this two lucky breaks. Chargers actually got a pick to, to, to close it out. What the hell were the Vikings doing? Hey, I asked this question yesterday to Alex. I'm gonna ask the same question to you. If this was Kevin O'Connell's first year. And they're now 0-3, and, and the way they got the three was the way that you just saw. Would you be questioning if he still should be the head coach? That's for you, Scott. Oh, I thought you were asking Alex. No, oh, Alex no, answered this question yesterday. yesterday. Say it one more time. I thought this was down. If, if Kevin O'Connell starts 0-3 last year rather than this year, would I think that he's in way, way, way over his head? No, I'm saying if, the, if, Kev, this, if this was Kevin O'Connell's first year, yeah. And he started 0-3 in the fashion in which he started 0-3 this year. A right. loss to the Tampa Bay Bucks in the first right. game of the season. Yep. And then now you get to this game here and the mismanagement at the clock at the end, yeah. some of the decision-making. Would you still be questioning if he's ready to be a head coach of at course. 0-3? In this I'm, I'm questioning if Kevin O'Connell's ready to be a head coach right now. Look, Kevin O'Connell had this amazing regular season last year, 13-3. and They lost at home in the playoffs to a very mediocre New York Giants team. Um, I question how Why? good their team. Why did they lose? Yeah. Remember the last play of the game? Um, I don't. And I was, was there. What happened? Boneheaded as that. It was a fourth and eight. And, <laughs> and Kirk Cousins threw it three yards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah, that's tackled. right. It was on right. quarterback. Right. I'm right. telling yeah. you. And we talked about it yesterday, too, Scott. You watched quarterbacks. And if you haven't, you should. There is tension between Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins. I said this yeah. before you yeah. even finished watching it. Yeah, you're and right. you're done watching it. There is tension. The Vikings are going to not re-sign Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. They are going to find a young quarterback for Kevin O'Connell and this offense because mm-hmm. they think he's Sean McVay 2.0. And I'm telling you right now that the Vikings should trade Kirk Cousins right now. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, listen, Although that division is probably still winnable because no one's going to run away with it. But I do think you're right. I mean, I, I know Kevin O'Connell tried to do all the right things in that show and kind of kiss up to uh, his quarterback. 
but you could see during the game the number of times Kevin O'Connell has said to him, dude, you got to trust me. Mm -hmm. you got to let me make that decision. And mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins is like, bro, I've been an NFL quarterback longer than you've been in the coaching profession. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to do my thing. Isn't it wild? And this is very much Kirk Cousins, and this is his career, and this is why he has 200 plus million dollars of guaranteed money that in his in his bank account. Kirk Cousins leads the league in passing yards and touchdowns, and they're 0 three, and they're 0 three. Yeah. Crazy. If that doesn't describe Kirk Cousins to you in a nutshell, I don't know what is. If you go back and when Kirk Cousins retires, and if he doesn't have Hall of Fame numbers, he's gonna have Hall of Fame numbers, right? But he's not gonna have anything to show for it. No, not at all. And listen, had the Vikings won that game, which they were on the verge of doing. Had they won that game, Browner, we'd be talking about the Chargers possibly firing Brandon Staley. We'd be talking about how Justin Herbert, you know, doesn't win. Um, hey, Browner was still talking about that yesterday. He said he should still be fired. Oh man. Well, oh, let, hold on, hold on. Well, let, let's do this. Let's hit this break. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Let's keep rolling here now into some NFL and some college football. Hang out. This is Kaplan and Crew. Hey, great friends. What's happening? It is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown man from the seven mile casino studios. Hey, to everybody who's in our YouTube chat, glad you guys are here. Glad we're chopping it up in there. And, um, I know that we're all talking about the chargers and the Vikings going back to this past Sunday. I actually would also really like to talk about last night, the Bengals and the Rams just a little bit. And I got to talk some coach prime and some college football here in this. <laughs> so just going back to this though, guys, um, how insanely lucky were the chargers? And by the way, Alex, I've seen you say this in social media. The Vikings are in the NFC, what the Chargers are in the AFC. High-powered offense, exciting, scoring, really good skilled players at the wide receiver position, a quarterback who puts up numbers but never really sees anything, no fruit from that tree. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Mm -hmm. You have Hall of Fame numbers, but if you don't have wins to go with it, it just kind of sucks. And the Chargers are always snake-bitten, always finding a way to lose. And the Vikings are just worse. They're, they're just worse than the Chargers by like one step, probably because they have a quarterback who's a little too overwhelming and a coach that doesn't have the cojones yet to say to him, bro, it's going to be my way or it's not happening. But you can't do that. You see, Kevin O'Connell wants to do that, but he can't do that because Kevin O'Connell doesn't have the cred that uh, and, and Kirk Cousins does. Whereas Sean McVay, when he had Jared Goff, he was – you do it my way. When he got Matthew Stafford, hey, I'll, I'll loosen the reins. But, man, the Chargers, lucky AF to have won that game. Mm. I wouldn't necessarily say luck. I would say it was more of talent. Oh, come on. Come on. Here's dude. why. Here's why. Yeah. Justin Herbert completed 40 passes. He had a great game. 40 of them things. Yep. And the reason why I almost ruined the end of the last segment, but I was able to keep my powder dry, I think he should, I think the head coach should still be fired. Because just because something is is successful doesn't mean it was the right decision. What's the success? That they won the game. Oh. Mm -hmm. That they won they won the game simply because Kirk Cousins had a brain fart, one of many brain farts that he has had multiple times in his career. That doesn't mean that the idea for him to go for it at that particular time in that situation, because football is very situational. Sometimes things get done, like the Sean McVay kicking the three points, where people go, bro, what are you doing? Or Josh McDaniels kicking a field goal. You go, what are you doing? They try to situationally explain that away. I don't know any right decision where the other team has no timeouts 
and you have all your money spent on defense from a defensive head coach that you don't kick that ball away and let your money and your intellect as a head coach go on display. And by the way, but just real quickly on this note, by this time in the game, um, was it Derwin James was hurt, as I recall. Yeah. And and I didn't know this, but CJ Jackson was a healthy JC scratch. JC Jackson. JC, not CJ. JC Jackson. And also uh, as of, well, not as of Sunday, but as of yesterday, now with an arrest warrant out because he violated his probation. Yeah, so here's a guy that you gave all this money to. He gave you Zippo last year, and now he's got trouble this year. So low trouble. That's different. So look, here's all I'm saying, Browner. I agree with you. I mean, going forward on fourth and one from your own 24 yard line with a minute 47 to go is you want to show everybody that you're innovative. You want to show everybody that you've got real belief in your team. Great. Do that at the 48 yard line, not at the 24 yard line. Correct. And so what you've been, how about you be a good head coach and you, and you see what's in front of you all day. What has worked? Not running the ball. Right. Not running the ball. And then when you put Josh Kelly, who is replacing Austin Eckler, who isn't he showing his worth all of a sudden? He ain't playing. When you got Josh Kelly in the fullback position, I wonder what's coming here. I wonder yeah. what's coming. Bruh, I, we talked about this yesterday on the show. I'm going to repeat it one more time. Justin Herbert completed 40 passes. But Keenan you're not Allen even saying 18 or, or 19 of them. Dude, right. 40 or 45. Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen caught 19, 18 or 19 of them. And so he threw a touchdown. Yeah, and he threw a so, touchdown. So, so now you have in front of you a quarterback on fire that they've proven that they cannot stop. You have routes in your book that have worked all day long. You need one yard. So whatever play you got that works best for your quarterback and your number one wide receiver at that time, run that play. Well, that's where your nope. money's at. Your money's on we your not, quarterback. Right. We're not fullback. doing that. We're not going right. to run that. We're going to put He's the running back in that fullback. Right. We're going to put the running back in that fullback, and then we're yeah. going to do some sneak play. And you know what happens because you haven't been doing that all day? It get blowed up. Well, and everybody knew it was coming. I mean, when you're going to line up yeah. from that, everybody's saying they're trying to manhandle us this is the play that's coming and everybody knows. So, okay. So the chargers get this lucky break and they find a way to win this game. Oh, and one more, and one more, and one more. Yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles put on display last night, what you should do when you need one yard, whatever that little pile on dog pile, everybody puts for until it's illegal. No, yeah. If you need a yard or less, you should be running that play. Yeah. Push from behind. Justin Justin Herbert is bigger than uh, Jalen hurts. Why don't you go? You know what? We say everybody steals from everybody in this league. We're still in that. We need yeah, everybody does that. Yeah. Well, the Chargers, they, they actually not they the Chargers quarterback sneaks. Thank yeah, you. Too innovative. Well, here, here's the soft. other thing. Here's the other thing. So, so the Chargers get lucky and win this game, and they are soft. It is soft. Yeah, they have is. a soft offense. It's right. not like a ground and pound. Like the Eagles no. do not have a soft offense. When you think of the Eagles, you think of a hard, a hard pounding offense. When you think of the Chargers, it's finesse. It's right. aired out. It's soft. Right. So especially so the, without Austin Eckler. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, no, but, but listen, with the Chargers finding a way to win, if you look at their schedule, they've got the Raiders next. The Raiders are a monster disaster. Their coach, right. their coach, you, you talk about a coach who's in over his head. It's always the same deal with the Belichick coaches. They always are does everybody thinks they know the secret. And here's the problem for anybody that hires a Belichick assistant. Look at who the, the New England Patriots are without Tom Brady. You Tom Brady won. 
the question of was it the coach or was it the quarterback? The coach has been proven to be average without the quarterback. He is going to go down in history as the greatest, and and maybe he will go down in history as the winningest head coach in the history of the NFL. Still got to catch up to Don Shula, by, and it might take him another two or three seasons. But the fact is, the New England Patriots were driven by Tom Brady and not Bill Belichick. And not only has Bill Belichick not been able to win without Brady, but most of his assistants down the line are kind of failures as head coach. Not kind of. Not kind of. Yeah. Not kind of. I'm, I'm just all. trying to. Th- I'm just trying to think to myself: Is there anybody? You know, I'm going. Mike, I mean, what, Mike, is, what is Mike, success? Because Vrabel is the only one. Mike and Mike Vrabel played for Bill Belichick. He did not coach under him. Yeah. He played for Bill Belichick. The rest of these bozos have been terrible. What is success? Success to me in the NFL, if you are a 500 head coach, well, to me that's successful. But wait, but wait a second. Look, look at the guys who've left. Um, Sean McVay. Uh, Guy in Cincinnati has been to a Super Bowl. Um, guy in Green Bay, but be- had, before had a he got that quarter. Okay, so let me let me let me let me because I'm push back against that too. Before he got the quarterback in Cincinnati, they were they were terrible. Oh, horrible! They were no unbelievably horrible. No doubt. So until they got the quarterback, yeah. then it took off. Same oh, thing for now. The coach, Bay, coach at Green Bay. Now we're going to see if he can coach. Now we're going to see if he can coach. And and little Brandon Staley can't coach. And no, very frankly, through through the first three weeks of season two, Kevin O'Connell can't coach either. That that's that that's the the it is what it is now but, business. But if but he's got a thirteen and three record from last year, Kevin. If O'Connell. If you talk about McVay's offspring, all three of them were in the playoffs. No, not Lafleur didn't make the playoffs last year, but I mean O'Connell and Taylor right. did. So yeah, correct. So the, so those guys, his tree is more successful. Anyway, bottom line is this: the Chargers play the Raiders this upcoming weekend. That's a highly winnable game. You're talking about a coach that's equally as incompetent on the other side, and you're mm. talking about a quarterback that's in concussion protocol and hasn't been very good. You've got a, a defensive end that won't stop talking about what they're doing to him. You know, like they've got him locked up in a straitjacket in some psych ward somewhere. What is going on, man? Something really weird is happening with this whole Chandler Jones story. So the Raiders are an, are a mm. bigger mess than the Chargers. But wait a second. Staying in the division. Two stories. One, Travis Kelsey. Bro, I don't know if this was a publicity stunt or if it was a goof or if it's a burgeoning relationship. All I do know is this. Last night, I said to my daughter and two of her friends, do you know who Travis Kelsey is? And they said, I do now. I said, so you didn't know who he was, not until Taylor Swift showed up. And have you seen what's happened to like the Travis Kelsey following and the jerseys? Like Taylor Swift said to her audience, yeah, I went to a game. I sat with his mom. And when they walked out together, they weren't holding hands. They weren't arm in arm, you know? And by the way, my daughter got the exact same haircut. She, I, I don't think she could help herself. She went to see Taylor Swift and then she came home with bangs. Um, <laughs> isn't, it, oh isn't it funny though, how, how the football world erupted this weekend around Taylor Swift being in Kansas City? And by the way, on the weekend where they announced what the Super Bowl halftime is going to be. No one cared about Usher. Everybody cared about Taylor Swift being at a Chiefs game. Hilarious. Travis Kelsey, all the respect, bro. Oh, here we go. Go ahead, Alex. Read this for everybody. <laughs> uh, well, as of yesterday, in, a, in 24 hours, he had the, he had a good game, decent game. He, he gained 300,000 social media followers. His merchandise sales went 400% increase. He now has a top five selling jersey in the NFL. Yep. Travis, listen to me. 
Hear yeah, me right now. Hear me clear, Travis. Back out now. Quit nah, now, brother. Fun. No, this is fun, dude. Have fun with no. this. Quit it while you're ahead, brother. Because no, no, the longer no. you go and go, the worse it's going to be for you in the end, brother. Nah, keep on growing your social media. You have all these kids now listening to your podcast, watching whatever TV property you guys have, and, and keep it going, dude, for as long as you can. And by the all way, right. who knows? Maybe, hey, you said it earlier, Browner. The world needs more love. Maybe Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey find true love. You didn't hear my you didn't hear my comment about her yesterday, so I'm gonna keep it moving on that. Why? What's wrong with her? Okay, I'm gonna keep it moving on that. Oh God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna What's keep wrong moving with her? On She's that. not Beyonce. I didn't even say not see, Rihanna. Come nope, on. I didn't even I didn't even do that. I didn't even do that. I see a five, and that's I love. I'm gonna leave it at that. Okay, all right. You're not attracted to her. Not at all. Okay, well that's you. Right. Maybe she ain't attracted to you. You ever think about that? Impossible. Never think about her. Never think about her physical Impossible. appearance has nothing to do with her fame. Well, see, why would you do that? You know what? I didn't had it. For, I didn't had it with you today. He knows what I said yesterday. So don't you sit up here and say it has nothing to do with her. Yeah, you said every woman that's you been know, divorced multiple times is that's their not, fault, and the man and you know what, the man left them. Did you not you know say what, that? You know Did you not Alex? say that? Did you, you not say that? The women that have been Holly Berry's been divorced three times because every man got tired of her. Taylor Swift has had dozens of relationships because every man got tired of her. You said every man, and I'm not, and you know I'm not, and you know I'm not twisting your words because oh when boy. I said, well, you you could, because I said, well, it couldn't have been possible that they got tired of their man, and you said, nope, that doesn't fit my story. So <laughs> you are selectively repeating what I said. I did say all those things you just said. <laughs> I 100%. I did say those things. I'm not saying I didn't say those things. Yes. But what you also are leaving out completely yeah. is that I said she's an amazing talent. She's clearly... I remember that. See? Is this what I'm saying? She has cultivated the world with her music. That is mm -hmm. unbelievable. She's one of the greatest artists of all time. All right, I've but, never but, said but anything in the face. But she's a five. five. Okay, and if I'm right. Travis yeah. Kelsey... But Travis Kelsey is like a five dude, or a four. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. They're a 10 together. Yeah. They're a 10 couple. Come on, man. If I, if you Travis Kelsey, okay? Yeah. Any yeah. room you, you go so in, yeah. you could get a nine or a 10. Yeah. Well, you get hey, a hey, nine or a hey, 10. Put, put it this way. Put it this way. If Travis Kelsey really does have a relationship of any kind for any length with, with Taylor Swift, any room he walks into thereafter, he have whatever he wants. Also, every Taylor girl in there Swift be like, has oh, tried all these like uber celebrity like attractive looking men you know maybe maybe they're both trying to find something real brown you, you calling travis that? kelsey ugly bro yeah wow i mean you're calling taylor swift ugly i didn't it's so bad See, i said he's a five i said he's a five bro, bro don't <laughs> did we not just say he's a five why are you doing i never said she was ugly i never yeah, said, said she's that. a five you said she's a five yeah, he said he said Travis Kelsey's ugly. That's all he said. He said he's a five. those are two different things. Okay, five is five. Everybody five has alive. their own system. Five times. I don't think she's a five. Yeah, I, I think, think she's like an eight and a half. And oh, and with my. all of her fame and all of her money, she's a twelve. <laughs> so if you take uh, Scott, dude, I go bro. out with Taylor Swift Scott, in two seconds, on, bro. By the no, way, I thought she was way younger Scott. than what she is. How old is she? She's going to be thirty-four soon. Oh wow, yeah, Scott, bro. Yes, and then I got to get onto the Broncos. What? If she didn't have any money, you going to yeah. tell me she's an eight? No, if she doesn't have any money, she's like a seven. And if and and that by the way, and I I haven't like like really really looked at her. Like I I I honestly she's thirty four. You can. No, I can. That's fine. Just I don't know. My daughter's got the same haircut. I just look at her like a little girl. Who's That's better fair. at their craft? Oh, Taylor Swift by far. You think so? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I think Travis Kelsey's a great, great, great football player. Travis what if Kelsey's, Travis Kelsey's the greatest Travis, tight end of all Travis time? Travis Kelsey's going to go down as a top two, top three tight end of all yeah. time. If will not Taylor, the greatest tight end Taylor of all time. Will Taylor Swift go down as a top three artist of all time? It depends on, on what your no. – um, well, it just depends on what your metric top. is. If you talk about, like, now if concert you narrow it sales, down. yeah, con- ticket sales and, you know, record, yeah, whatever. I think yeah. they're very comparable for their craft. Like, if you're talking about pop artist and tight end, they're probably – each top three. She not she not Michael Jackson. Taylor so Swift he's number one. Be, yeah, but she, he's talking about female artists. No, he didn't. He said pop. Okay. No, pop uh, artists in general. I think you don't want to break it down into men and women. No, because now what are we doing? Are we mm-hmm. talking about like record sales? We're talking about concert sales. We're talking Michael about Michael Jackson. Like, Michael Jackson. Keep pop going. Hits. Billboard hits. So yeah, she's top three. Michael, you might want Michael Jackson to get together with Travis Kelsey, huh? If he was still out here, maybe. Yeah. Well, let me do this. Let me, just say one, let me say one other thing about just because this was all related to the AFC West. Raiders, disaster. Chargers, unbelievably lucky. Chiefs, now part of a, of a tabloid storyline. And then let me save the best for last from this past weekend. Not only did my Colorado Buffaloes and Coach Prime get humiliated by Oregon. And by the way, for me, this is just for me. Story's over. No. Story's over. Like, Wrong. it was a great story for three weeks. It really wasn't. It's awesome, still a story, story this week because they're playing it, USC. And and when it, and when USC gets done with them this week, then they go away. Now I love Coach Prime and I love the story, but the story is going to take a turn to reality. The first three weeks were a honeymoon. The upset of TCU, the the beatdown of a terrible Nebraska team, and then the dramatic comeback against Colorado State. Then you have to face reality. And I love this coach from Oregon, whose name I don't even know. Dan Everybody, Lanning everybody's on him. Oh, how dare he say those things, bro. You're trying to fire up your team. Mm-hmm. They're playing for clicks. We're playing for real. Do you it know? now. Right. And then, and then Dion says, that's right. Do it now. Cause this mm-hmm. is, we will only get better and better and better. And that I think he's right. So do it now. Yeah. Well, Dan Lanning's on year two. So maybe Oregon's only going to get better and better and better. Not better than Colorado. Well, we'll see. But, but the bottom line is, is that you have to use whatever you have at your disposal as a coach. Correct. So that's what he, the coach the week before with the sunglasses and the hat, that was what we, he was using. And look at how his team played Inspire Football. And they won last they're, week. They're going to get mopped by USC, Colorado. Yeah. And then, and then this year's version of the Coach Prime story will have lost its gloss. Okay. At the same time that Colorado gets beat down, you'll see, you'll see. The media won't be there as much. The this celebrities won't show up as much. You'll see. But but at the the next day, the Broncos, same state, to get smashed by Miami the way they mm, did. Mm. To give up 70 points in an NFL football game, you either don't have players, which I don't think the Broncos have great players, but you also have guys that quit. And you know what? Sean Payton might be to the Denver Broncos what an Urban Meyer was to the Jacksonville Thank Jacksons. you. In other Thank words, you. you walk in as a tough guy. Oh, you're a tough guy when you beat up on Nathaniel Hackett. Easy. Oh, you're a little too fox. You got to remember that you're back to coaching. There was an accusation um, in Denver in the local media that Peyton is nasty and mean-spirited to the local guys. Oh, but he'll kiss up and give everybody access to the to the national guys. And he was snappy after that after that game. Hey, coach, I understand you're frustrated. I get it. But um, you and this Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick routine, bro, you're 0-3. You walk through the door. You talk so much about the other coaching staff that was here, um, and you gave up 70 points. Nathaniel Hackett, um, 
he had last year in Seattle, he may have made a bad decision to go for that field goal rather than leave the ball in Russell Wilson's hands, but he didn't give up no 70 points. Man, Sean Payton should be humiliated. I guess he is probably humiliated. What an embarrassment. And Miami, I want to think Miami's this good, but I just can't believe that they're this good. They're good. Offensively, they are that good. They're good, but come on. Yes. Offensively, Denver. yes. The thing about what happened with Miami, how they got the 70, because the Broncos couldn't score. The Broncos couldn't score. And then they couldn't stop anybody. And Miami's offense is so fast, they can score fast. And they so scored 10, they scored on 10 straight possessions. At 10 touchdowns, bro. 10 touchdowns. At yeah. 10 touchdowns. So again, <laughs> when I'm I see this as a massive problem. I never liked Sean Payton as a hire for this particular situation because of the way that they're tied to Russell Wilson. He is he, he, that's not the type of quarterback he coached, and he married to that man. I you put it in a way that I have never heard anybody else put it. This is an Urban Meyer situation all over again. A guy who was highly, highly, he had lots of credentials came in thinking that he was football Jesus, treated everybody poorly, and then just spun out of control. Yeah, Sean Payton sounds like he's on his way to doing that because giving up seventy that means the players tapped out on you. Yeah, I know, and I, I don't know, and I don't know what they how they're going to handle this Russell Wilson situation. But somebody got to go. Oh man, what a weekend! And it's Tuesday, and we're still talking about. It. And I didn't even get to the Rams and what happened last night. I'll say this: you see, this is the difference between the Rams and the Broncos. The Rams don't have the roster, correct? But they have the coaching staff to to create effort, correct? They make they make games competitive even though they're not great. You know, because they give effort. The Broncos, they just embarrassed themselves. They really did. I'm very glad I got off the wagon before last week. I gave, him, I gave him one week and you I was did. like, I'm out. I'm out. You, you, I'm you out. bounced I'm right out. at time, boy. Oh, yeah, dude. I, like, <laughs> I think I was turning to the movie Speed. I jumped off that bus before going, going, man. If you had still been on that bus and they gave up 70 more, I'd have lit yeah. you up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Um, speaking of lighting people up, we have not lit Browner up about the Bears. Everybody on radio, stay right where you are. All right, fellas, time to get a little uncensored here. Um, does anybody have anything pressing that we may have missed during during today's show? Not yeah. pressing, but did you see that that Oregon? I guess they released like a five minute like recap, like hype video after. Yeah. Uh-huh. Their social media team right and like somebody edited it to get all of the colorado players talking so much trash before the game do you guys see that no that's awesome yeah and i love like, it i love that that somebody's battling back you know listen i i love prime and i've loved this story but when you get beat down like that i'm just telling you the shine is off the story it i totally disagree I, okay let me put it this way i know we don't agree on this but let me put it this way they're going to get smashed by USC this weekend. Yes. Okay. Maybe. When that's over, you tell me. Oh, look maybe. at their, look maybe. at Colorado's schedule. Okay. And tell me the next time ESPN is going to bring College Game Day there. Next time they're going to bring Pat McAfee there. Next time The Rock is going to show up. Next time they're going to sell a couple million dollars worth of pairs of sunglasses. Just tell me if they get smashed by USC. When look they get forward, smashed by USC. Look to the schedule and tell me when what happened last week before Colorado State. Tell me when that happens again this year. See, I, my argument is that they've already won. Oh no, they have. They, they've yeah. all, but, right. So that's my point. They've already gotten ESPN to come. They've already no, gotten Fox to come. I know, but, the, so but therefore this, the recruiting has already been the, the recruiting yes. hammer has already been thrown down. You're, you're How totally many right. times have they been to Oregon? No, no, you're both totally those shows. Right. Zero. And no, so, the, the, go ahead. 
you're right. But what I'm saying is, is that, and now that's it. That's where it ends. That's all. Right. That, that, that's where it ends for that portion of it. Now, once I said last week, they're going to get smacked. They, that, that, they don't, without Travis Hunter, you do not have a player who is better than someone else on the other side of the ball. Travis Hunter was there for them outside of quarterback. Now, once that kid is out, you're fucked. And that's what it looked like against Oregon. They had nobody of talent that Oregon could look at and go, okay, we got a game plan for him. Everybody yeah, but, else on that team without Travis Hunter is average. Yeah, so, you know what? But but, so, but he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have made a difference. She come on, she come on. If you oh, you'll see when he gets back. Okay, the, is he going to play this week against USC? No, no, they won't let him. All I want to say is this: If you're the Oregon head coach, please remember you ain't that good, bro. Stop it. Ain't nobody talking about you. But get your rocks off now. Get your rocks off now, because Dion ain't going to forget, and the people around him ain't going to let him forget. So mm -hmm. you motherfuckers in Oregon create all these motherfucking hype videos y'all want. Yeah. Go no ahead. Problem. But there's Knock one problem. out. Rather, there's one problem, though. What? When the Pac-12 implodes and Colorado goes to the Big 12 mm -hmm. and and Oregon goes to uh, to the Big 10, they're probably not even ever going to see each other again. <laughs> Never going to play each other again. It'll happen. Maybe. Uh, I will Maybe say, like, or, or, or Dion will come across that coach again in a different form. It'll yeah, happen. Well, I think that you see the thing is, the thing is this, dude. And this is what I've been saying. Get off your chest. You want to praise, praise Dion for everything that he Absolutely. Done. But when Absolutely. another coach does the same shit Dion same does, thing. it's talking shit about right. Dion. Right. And it's like have, he's doing exactly, he's doing right. what every coach, but this is what I've been saying. Every coach does what Dion does. Yeah. They hype Every their team with does. whatever they, they can. They hype their team with whatever right. they can, with whatever they can do. But if you do it against Dion, all of a sudden it's a sin. Oh, dude. And not it's only like, is oh, it you, better, you better eat now. You oh, better let, eat now. Let me ask you a question. question. What has Dion said about other teams and other coaches? What has he said? Oh, now it's personal. Now it's personal. Now because it's somebody personal. said something about him. What did Dan Lanning say that was personal? When I talk to grown-ups, I take off my that's hat and my Lanning. sunglasses because that's what – oh, what no. the uh, Dan, we playing for click. They playing for clicks. We playing for championships. Okay. He said that before okay. the game. Oh, okay. Well, I just, but I, it is an interesting question. So find me a quote. Hold on. Wait. Find me a quote where Dion said something about the mm -hmm. other coach before they said something about him because it don't exist. Okay, but, but he, uh, it is an interesting question, though. Like, why is there, like, this massive, crazy defense of everything Coach Prime does? Like, again, you know remember, why. I – Okay. Okay. So here's that's an interesting thing to say, right? Because right. because you can even it, when an African American coach it. said something, even when an African American coach said something, pretty much everybody called him a racist. Because he ain't representing us. We only got See, one but here's, coach. But here's the media. Here's the coach. media. And here's Browner. Here's the. <laughs> I'm telling y'all the truth. You can say what you want to say. Right. I'm telling you the motherfucking truth. We got one coach. He could be the defensive coordinator. Right. He could be right. a special teams coach. He ain't. Oh, he ain't the head coach. Right. He ain't getting the whistle. The Here's the thing that Dion does, and here's the thing that Browner does, and here's the thing that all the Dion apologists do. It's pick and choose because nobody, nobody, nobody's talking about. I'm this. also um, grateful and and can clearly acknowledge that the attention that we got this Saturday, in large part, was due to, uh, due to Dion and what he's doing to college football. And if anybody can't see what he's done for college football and how he's bringing excitement to college football, you're crazy, right? And I said that last week as well. Yeah, I mean, it's like cares. it's like being nobody a PGA cares. golfer Fuck and saying, I understand, I understand what Tiger Woods has done for the PGA Tour. Yeah. 
right? So look at how angry he is. Ridiculous. It's how ridiculous. Angry it's, I know. And that's exactly. Uh, and it's like, and it, it's, you it's, go again. You go again. I angry. You just said fuck angry. that quote. Fuck yeah, him. Don't yell fuck, anymore. Fuck him and fuck that quote. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. We gonna like, see you again. Saying, and I hope that you're right, Browner, because I love I I love what Deion Sanders has turned Colorado into. Like to see because it gives me hope as someone that was in the fucking sh- we're in the shit of national conversation. Yes. That it gives you it gives you like hope that that can be turned around really quickly, and you can put a a a, a fucking dead 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 program on the map the way Dion has done. All I always been trying to say is to pump the brakes for both of you two because you two are so crazy well, no, in the I first couple the weeks. So because I know, but it was just like, can we relax? Like well, this team, no. but, a but team I, that was a team that was a twenty-four point dog should not be ranked. I understand. A team, like you know, what I'm saying, like all but I'm saying, wanted... the hype is great and the the resurgence of the program is okay. great. But he's got a lot of fucking work to do to make that Alex, program a consistent winner. Alex, it's Alex, cool, let me dog. Ask you, Alex, Alex, let me ask you a question. What? Bring up Mark Sanchez. Go for it. No. I'm... <laughs> You did that while you were gone, Scott. He was like, if, if, if that was Mark fucking Sanchez, you'd be rooting for him. And I was like, why? He goes, because his name is Mark Sanchez. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? Yeah. It's not what I'm going to say. <laughs> not, don't, don't be bringing up no shit I said yesterday when he so was. It's so obvious. It's like why you don't like Taylor Swift. I mean, we all get it. Let me tell you, don't do that. It. That's not even. Oh. All my baby mama's white. Come Listen, on. Listen, let me That's tell you true. something. That is true. All my baby mama's is white. <laughs> If you, I I know what a white five, I know what a white five looks like. Okay, okay I know what a white five ahead. looks like. All right, go ahead, finish us off. Let's get out of here. Go ahead. Finish. When Le, when LeBron James came to the Lakers, yeah, did you not think that they 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 got all the attention? Did were you not pumped about that? Did that not lead you to believe in the Lakers more than you had believed in the Lakers before they had LeBron James? Okay, so so the you comparison is the comparison yeah. is that's what that's what Dion is doing for Colorado. Yes, right, the but, same thing, right. Okay, but but sometimes even LeBron has to take a beat down by Oklahoma City, you know, and sometimes sometimes Coach Prime in his first year with his 87 new players. Yeah. Okay, and and his best player on the shelf. Sometimes you're going to have to take that beat down because guess what? Oregon's a better program today. I did not say that they were going to beat Oregon. I never said they're going to beat USC. But But I'm going to tell you this right now. They're going to beat everybody else. You know, we'll see. I mean, I th- I think once here's the thing: once you've lost and you've gotten smoked, and you got smoked at home, you and get smoked again, just just at look, home. Well, right, but just go look. Go look at their schedule because I haven't. It's crazy because the Dion the Dion defenders can't take criticism anywhere oh, no. near as good oh, no. as Dion does. Dude. Dion takes it so well. Right. And, and Dion turns it around so well. But everybody that defends Dion gets so offended. Dude, and, and it's so and like. It's so touchy and like, and, it's, and by the way, and it's immediately, <laughs> it's immediately a race issue. Immediately. Yeah. I saw Jamel Hill this past weekend. She's doing this video and I like her. I don't, I don't really know her work other than what I saw her on ESPN, but she's like, Hey everybody, it's Sunday. I'm going for brunch, blah, blah, blah. And she starts getting into this whole thing about the coach from Oregon and the, the way that she seemed so offended. And yet she said in her piece, to be fair, she was like, but look, that's what football coaches do. They look for something and then they try and use it to fire up their I'm team. I'm protecting my coach. Here's their schedule. Arizona State. Okay, this nobody, is after USC. Okay, so so listen to this. This is here's my contention. By the way, we got to hurry up. I'll make it quick. Yeah. Here here's my contention. After they get smashed by our, by by USC. USC. Uh-huh. The buzz that they have created will never be the the buzz for the rest of the season. 
because I don't think the schedule sets up. And I don't think once you've lost twice and you've gotten smoked twice, tell me, maybe I'll be wrong. Go ahead. Show me the rest of the, and, let's and, hear and the, rest this, of the schedule. This is where the, the is good. So, and there we go. Because the Pac-12 is good. Okay. The Pac-12 is good. Arizona yeah. state, they're going to beat yep. them. Mm-hmm. Then they play Stanford. They're going to beat them. They play U- UCLA. They're going to beat them. Not that good. And then it gets, and then it gets fun. Oregon state will probably still be ranked at that point. They're 19 now. Okay. They'll beat Arizona. Okay. Then Washington, Washington State, who's 16 right now, mm-hmm. they'll probably beat them. And then ten, that. and then they play Utah for the last game of the season, probably November 25th. And they'll probably get smoked again. We'll see, man. Uh, you you have them going like seven and one down the stretch. I would have them yep. going more like um more like uh five and three. Mm-hmm. You know, so for a team that won one I game think, last uh, year. No, it's an amazing turnaround, dude. Amazing. Go ahead, Alex. Alex, last word to you. I don't like how much you guys are assuming that USC is going to crush Colorado. Yeah. So I said that last week. That's not I dude, I said it before the Oregon game. You know I did. You did. You did. You did. Yeah. I just yeah, don't, I, mean, I, I just don't trust USC's defense. Them. I just don't mm-hmm. trust USC's defense. I think well, I know Arizona got Arizona State got shut out by Fresno State. And it could just be USC looking ahead to Colorado. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then to have a close game against Arizona State by being 35 point favorites, like I don't know. I don't trust Lincoln Riley's defense ever. Yeah. Ever. I ever, fell asleep ever. on that game too. And I never went back to it. So <laughs> I didn't. I felt it was on the East Coast, man. I'm telling you, West Coast football on the East Coast sucks. You know, it's like 1230 at night. You're late. still watching these games, man. It's, it's yeah. too late. All right, listen, we got to go. We'll see everybody tomorrow. So much love. Peace out, everybody.